0: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On The Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that.
2: My career was 24 out of 26 years. Was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finished the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us.
0: For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
2: When it comes to monsters in human form, are you a nature or nurture believer when it comes to such things? Or a mixture of both, but that's kind of a cop-out, isn't it? I think we all agree it's some mixture of both. But what do you believe? Are you born bad? Are you made bad? Are you somebody right down the line and then a little nature can push you this way or a little nurture can push you that way? I ask these questions about historical figures. I ask these questions about myself. I ask these questions about cops and criminals. I've told you this before. I'll repeat it again. Cops are a different breed. As you know, I'm a big fan. Big fan. As much as I actually dislike so many of the laws and I dislike you know obviously there are bad cops out there but I'm just I'm just a cop fan because I know what it's like to walk through the muck of society and then get judged for how you do it it just sucks But a cop will tell you in private I've had more than one tell me this in private If you find a cop with a specialty in something there is a very good chance That cop has some kind of an inclination towards that. Has chosen to go the other direction, maybe battle against it. But his fascination with it makes him better at stopping it. More than one auto theft cop out there boosted one when he was a kid. It's true. I had a personal dealing with a long-time, long-time narcotics cop from a major U.S. city you would know. That's all I'm going to say about that. He was nearing retirement. Relatively young guy. I think he was in his 40s, nearing retirement, had been a narcotics cop forever. And think about what a narcotics cop had seen in a big city. My goodness, think about the life he's lived. And we were just sitting down, gabbing. And I asked him, "What you know? What are you going to do? I thought, That's a long. What are you going to do with retirement?" He said, "Oh gosh, I'm going to fish and smoke weed all day." It's different, right? Different way of thinking. If I were to ask you to name, as far as leaders go, a historical monster. Outside of the 20th century, you know, because otherwise everybody would be all Hitler, Stalin, Mao. Everybody wouldn't do that, understandably. If I were to name you a monster, I wouldn't have to wait very long before you got to the name of Caligula. Even if you're not aware of his story, which I'm about to elaborate on briefly, you would know the name, right? And what does the name conjure up? In your mind, the second I said it, you probably even recoiled a little bit, if not inside. Oh, oh, gosh. Heard about his horse. Eek. Sister. Torture. Murder. Shoot, I'm pretty sure some pornography company made a movie about him or something like that. It was that bad. And by all accounts, the guy was a monster. But back to the nature and nurture thing, can you excuse it? Does it count as an excuse if you try to explain it, if you try to psychologize it? There's no getting around the things he did. I'll elaborate on a few as much as possible this morning, even though it's a family show. It's a nationally syndicated family show that I try to make sure kids don't have to turn off, Chris. So you got to be real delicate when it comes to Caligula. And don't worry, I will. As delicate as possible. How much can you excuse? You see, this is the era Caligula was born in. Let us begin with Caesar Augustus. That is not Julius Caesar. You need to think about... The Pax Romana. You've probably heard of the Pax Romana. You probably have no idea what it is. It was a 200-year period of time that was praised as being a relatively peaceful era in Rome, which is hilarious because it's that era, that air fingers quote, peaceful era in Rome, saw the height of Roman territorial power. That's weird. It's peaceful, but we keep gaining all this land. It wasn't... It wasn't really that peaceful. But Augustus was one of the first to be declared after his death a god king, a god emperor. Understand this about Caesar Augustus. This is after Julius Caesar. And what did Julius Caesar do on top of being my favorite person in history probably? He virtually ended the Roman Republic the Roman Republican form of government, meaning a, a Rome that was ruled by senators. Prior to Julius Caesar, yes, they had two consuls. Those were kind of the two presidents they shared it, but it was very much a Senate-ruled society, and they prided themselves so much on being post-king. You know, everybody always had a king. Everyone around them had a king. Rome was doing it differently, trying to copy the Greeks a little. We're looking at look at us. Julius Caesar comes along, as is often the case. Julius Caesar is a uniquely incredible, talented human being. So if you're going to pick your first king, I mean, might as well. I mean, surely they'll all be like Caesar. Uh, They're not, though. Caesar comes along, takes over. The Roman nobility has a lot of issues with now being ruled by a tyrant. That's where you get the Six Semper Tyrannis" line. You've heard a thousand times death to tyrants. They kill Caesar. Only now Rome is virtually stuck in a cycle of emperors. Not really ruled by the Senate anymore. Along comes a man named Caesar Augustus. He's an emperor. He is an all-powerful emperor. He is a political machine. However, he's one of these guys, and I'll tell you, the long-lasting kings in every society in history, almost all of them seem to share this quality. Where Caesar Augustus is strong, Caesar Augustus is very smart. He is not a man that put up with crap. He is, however, a man who wants to give the appearance to other people and the nobility that they are sharing power with him. Well, yeah, I'm the emperor, but man, you are a senator and you are so important. I'll tell you what, we're going to share power. Well, no, we're not We're not going to do any of those ideas you want to do. We're going to do all the stuff I want to do instead, but boy, we are equals, pretty much equals. You would agree with that, right? Here, have have some extra wine. That kind of thing. And as a brief side note to our history story, I had not planned on getting sidetracked with this right now. Allow me to offer you a little bit of advice, especially you kids. You established adults listening to the show will already know this, but I see this so often with young people Women, but especially young testosterone-filled men, make this mistake all the time. And I am only telling you not to do it because I have done it in my younger days. Do not publicly embarrass somebody by name. Ever. Under any circumstances especially somebody in your office, in your industry in general. I know you're confused about what I mean here. I'll explain and then I'll continue on in just a second. I love my Raycon earbuds. You already know the story about my wife stealing them and then I turn around and just bought another pair. <laughs> I love them that much. They're incredible. They're incredible. And look, probably more than anything else, they're comfortable and I need comfort. I love yes, I love how they sound. I love the fact they link up to my uh, they sync to my Bluetooth easily. It Takes like 10 seconds. I can turn the volume up, down, play, pause, all that on these little earbuds that don't have a wire. They're just these little earbuds you can hardly tell I have them in. I like all that. But none of that would do me the slightest bit of good if they were uncomfortable. Because once things start to hurt my ears, I take them out. I need my ears. You probably need yours, too. And the price isn't bad, either. If you go to buyraycon.com slash jesse, that actually gets you 15% off the price the price that was already like half of the other high end earbuds. Buy Raycon.com slash Jesse. Jesse Kelly returns. Next. What I mean by this, and I'm not going to get sidetracked off the history story, so I'll address it later. But let's say you're on an email with five other people in the office from the boss and he addresses something you all need to do. And you want to explain to the boss that Mike in accounting, he keeps screwing something up, keeping you from doing this. You can hit the reply all function. And make an enemy for life. Something Mike will never forget. Or you can walk down to the hall, knock on the boss's door, and inform him privately about it. One email, one Facebook post, one tweet, one public embarrassment, people will never, ever forget it. Ever. Ever. Anyway, Caesar Augustus was a good leader in that way. Made sure everybody felt good. Then after him came a man named Tiberius. Tiberius was the adopted grandfather of Caligula, but now we're getting to where the story gets a little bit ugly. And when I say a little ugly, it's about to get horrific. Tiberius... He was not Caesar Augustus. He had no desire to do politics, hated the political game, and he was a vicious human being. Caligula, as of this moment, as a young child, is a loved little boy by his father, Germanicus, and his wife, or and his mother, Agrippina. Germanicus and Agrippina have six children their third being Little Caligula. Now, Germanicus was not born with that name. He was given the name Germanicus in the same way Scipio Africanus was given that name. It's because Germanicus was up there slapping around the Germans all the time. You see, Rome was constantly fighting with whatever new group of barbarians were at its borders. Always butting up against a new tribe somewhere, the Germans from the early days of Rome to the end days of Rome always gave Romans problems, always. They were just wild and awesome fighters, and they were difficult. So they sent up this young man to go handle things, eventually got the name Germanicus because he was so good at it. Germanicus was not only loved by his troops, he was loved by the people of Rome a national hero type. Think about the way we honor. You remember the Persian Gulf War? Norman Schwarzkopf, that general, everybody remembers it, unless you're Chris and you were, weren't were even born yet. Whatever, Chris. During the Persian Gulf War, here, let me explain, Chris. We hadn't had a war in America for quite some time. We were getting ready to go fight Saddam Hussein in what was going to be a vicious 24-hour battle, but, America, back then, when the country was patriotic on both sides, well, we loved our troops, we loved America, and frankly, like every nation before us, we enjoy a good war, at least one we're going to win. It, 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 it gins up this feeling of nationalism, of patriotism. Woohoo! America's better than you! Screw you, Saddam! And during wars, you get generals who rise to power this general's in charge of this this general's in charge of all of it and people celebrate these guys as, as heroes that's germanicus a roman hero and germanicus brings along his wife agrippina and their young son caligula that wasn't his name i'm just going to tell him that I'm just going to tell you that for confusion purposes he brings him along on his campaign in the camps the roman army camps the legions and Caligula, his mother, puts him in these little legionnaire uniforms when he's a small child, three, four years old, which you know how adorable a three or four year old boy is, right? And, and this is going to matter. I will tell you in combat, when you are away from home, when you are away from your wife, Girlfriend, kids, mother, father, sister, whatever the case may be, when you're away and you are immersed in the ugly side of life, the blood and the guts and everything else, small little windows of innocence and beauty are uniquely precious. I'm not a big, as you can imagine, feelings guy. Oh, look at the little baby. I I just can't can't handle that stuff. I I don't like that at all. But I like kids. I'm just fine. I love my own. When we were walking through Baghdad, and this was in the time before they started hating us again, where we were liberators. We liberated them from Saddam. They would come out and they would throw roses at us, and they would offer this illegal Iraqi liquor to us, which, of course, we never took. And they would walk out with babies sometimes. You know, these are families who are walking through residential neighborhoods, just like yours, very similar to yours sometimes in Baghdad. And nothing would get the patrol to stop briefly like a baby. It was just like something so out of place compared to everything else we were going through. It's just so innocent and wonderful. So picture a Roman camp of legions. With a toddler boy. How adorable are three or four-year-old boys anyway. Just fat little hellions dressed in some Roman legionnaire outfit. They loved him. They loved his father, Germanicus, and they loved this child. They loved him so much, they gave him the nickname Caligula, which means little boots. It was a nickname. It was not his name. And I'm not even going to tell you his name because it's nine names long and it'll just confuse you. So life is good, right? Your Caligula, small child, loving mother, father, his life is good. Except for this Tiberius guy. You remember the Tiberius guy we just talked about? The man who took over as emperor after Augustus. Tiberius is a vengeful, paranoid individual. Hates politics. A man with plots against him all the time. Tiberius decides... He's going to start getting rid of any potential rivals for the throne he now holds. Germanicus happened to be number one on the list. Germanicus dies. Poison. Tiberius is not done with this family at UC. Virtually everybody in this family would have some claim to the throne. Mother banished starved to death. Ty, uh, Caligula had two brothers. One of them banished, starved to death. The other one imprisoned, starved to death. Now it's only this young boy, young scared boy, six, seven-year-old Caligula, him and his sisters, who's had this perfect at least in Roman terms, ideal life ripped away from him and now he lives under constant threat that the same emperor who murdered his family and tore away everything he ever loved is going to come kill him. As a child, can you imagine what's going through your head? Can you imagine how that's twisting your mind already just knowing that. Just picture how much your child will get rattled at the smallest thing. I mean, maybe you have a kid who's scared of storms, scared of dogs, scared of ghosts, scared of the monster in the closet. Now imagine what Caligula's going through, and then he gets a knock at the door one day and he finds out that Emperor. Wants to see him. How exposed is your information online? How much of your information is out there? Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think you're naive. I don't think you have a public profile with your home address, your online dating profile information your gun records, all your previous addresses, things like that. I don't think you'd knowingly put all that information out there for all to see, but something like that may be happening with your information online. What I mean is there may be public records posted about you. You wouldn't paint your private information on your garage door, right? But you could be leaving a footprint everywhere you go when you're online. A lot of the things you do online, or maybe records you didn't even set up yourself, those records might be out there as well. And not only could they possibly be out there, others might be able to see them. It's more important than ever to find out what could be posted about you. Go to GetTheTruthNow.com. That's GetTheTruthNow.com. Put in your name. Young Caligula finds out he has been summoned to the island of Capri. Why is he in the island of Capri? Well, remember when I told you Emperor Tiberius hated politics, hated dealing with the senators, hated all that backstabbing, bribing crap that goes on in politics? Now and then and, will forever. Tiberius decided he was going to not retire, still be emperor, but seclude himself on the island of Capri. Now, you and I have to keep in mind, we're not talking about a deserted island where he's hacking down coconuts like Robinson Crusoe. This man is in a palace, probably palaces on this island, surrounded by bodyguards, surrounded by slaves, surrounded by... Boys under the age of 10. And we're going to leave it at that because I don't want to be grossed out and this is a family show, but rumors abounded at the people who were there on this island. Talk about a nightmare for a young child. Talk about a nightmare for a young child named Caligula. not only has to go there, he has to serve Tiberius, serves him meals, fixes his bed, I don't know what else, I'm not going to guess, I don't care to guess. But what does that feel like when you're seven, eight years old and the, I mean, he would be a monster in your mind, right? He would be a demon in your mind, the one who took away everything you ever loved, took away your great life and you think is going to kill you, why not? He killed your parents and both your brothers. Calls and instead has you wait on him hand and foot. It says a lot about Tiberius, but the mental anguish you would go through. And Caligula, there was a saying about him, no better slave, no worse master. That's what they said about Caligula. And the reason they said that was this young man possessing some kind of Savvy, inner strength, I don't know how you want to classify it, served and served well. Stone-faced. Did not rebel. Waited hand and foot. Maybe he was just scared out of his mind. Never, according to records, uttered a word against the man who slaughtered his entire family and he had to wait on. Now, they said after the fact, Caligula would sneak into Tiberius' room at night with a knife over him, wanting to cut his throat, but could never do it. Couldn't bring himself to do it. What kind of a living hell is that? What kind of a normal life do you think you could hope to have if that was your existence? If that was your existence for a decade, I don't mean a week, a decade, Tiberius was reportedly quite cruel to the young man. And then Tiberius himself certainly had this coming, gets himself smothered in his sleep. Some say he died of old age. Many people say somebody smothered him in his sleep. He was in his 70s. Whatever. Tiberius is dead. And now, now Rome really, really starts to find out the trouble you have when you have an emperor instead of a republic. You see, if the line of succession is not clear, now you have a lot of people who are going to jockey to be the most powerful man on the planet. And a lot of them do. But here's the deal. Young Caligula, while he was going through this living hell, was not going through this with the public unaware of what he was going through. Remember when I told you Germanicus was this hero? Caligula's father was this national hero before he was poisoned? Gossip went all around Rome. News and gossip was big in Rome because Rome was humongous on trade and Rome was humongous on roads. So no, they did not have the internet, but news traveled fast. There weren't these horrible secrets that nobody knew about out in the countryside. Oh, they found out. And young Caligula, he was a sympathetic figure. The nation of Rome hated Tiberius and loved caligula felt terrible for him they knew about his captivity and now he dies he's potentially a successor and the army loved caligula remember how much they loved his father remember how much they loved the young boy as well they remembered that he had the love of the legions and when you're having a fight to become the next emperor Having the greatest army in the world standing behind you saying, we'd like this guy is a nice feather in the cap. And Caligula rises to power. Caligula rises to power and the other man who was really heavily competing with him did not survive very much longer. But that's not where we get into monster Caligula. One, it appears that Caligula was a bit of a spender early on, although not a sick freak. You see Tiberius, as bad of a person as he was, did spend his 22 to 23 year reign. I don't know why you can't get exact dates on this, but 22 to 23 year reign, building up Rome's financial system, saving up money, saved up a ton of it. And Caligula managed to blow it all within the first year of his reign on gladiator games, on chariot races, on parties for the people. And so when I tell you he was extremely popular with the people, I mean it. He was. A people who are easily seduced by government handouts from the Treasury. Hmm. That sound familiar at all. Well, I'm just glad that kind of thing can't happen here, Chris. We are too sober-minded to be seduced by government handouts of taxpayer money. Thank goodness we learn our lessons from the past. That's why we do these history lessons every single day. Woo! Glad we learned that. He blows all the money. Things are going well. But he has a bit of a strained, to put it nicely, he has a bit of a strained relationship with the Roman Senate. Caligula is tense with them, doesn't necessarily give them a, a ton of respect the way Caesar Augustus just did, two emperors before, and the Senate... They don't like that they can't really control this young man, and he was in his 20s at the time. They don't like that they can't control this young man at all. They don't have any power. Caligula starts fielding plots against him. He puts them down violently. And then one day, after a big dinner, Caligula gets a horrible pain in his side, runs to bed, People start crowding around him and Caligula, as he's fading from consciousness, begins to hear the word poison a lot. Caligula falls into a coma. While he is in a coma, Caligula's closest advisors begin to discuss... What they're going to do as far as choosing the next emperor so they can hold their positions of power. People who get positions of power will do anything and everything to hang on to them. And I'm about to say something that's really ugly. But again, I'm ugly, so I can say things like this. Ugly on the inside. We all know how handsome I am, Chris. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Simply safe. Has made it easy to get home security. And frankly, if we're being honest, they've made it dumb to not get home security. They have. Why wouldn't you get it at this point? Simply Safe has laid it all out for you. Uh, they couldn't be named any better. It is so simple. You simply go to simplysafe.com slash Jesse. That's simplysafe.com slash Jesse. Pick out what you want. They mail it to you, you open it up, you install it, plug it in, and boom, you are covered. And when I say covered, I mean professionally monitored home home security. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. With emergency dispatch services, police, fire, medical, and you get all that? Starting at $15 a month. $15 a month. SimplySafe dot com slash Jesse. That's simplysafe dot com slash Jesse. Go get your home security system. Here's something ugly, but it's true. Power is nice. And you and I spend a lot of time complaining about people in power trying to hang on to power, trying to expand their power. Everything's about power, 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 power. power, right? And I'm not saying we we should just excuse them and ignore it. We shouldn't. That's ridiculous. You should care. I should care. But also understand this. It is nice to have it. And it sucks when you don't. Do you enjoy feeling powerless? I certainly don't. I have in my I have plenty of times in my life. You're powerful. Food, water, shelter, nice clothes, comfy bed. People listen to you. You can tell this guy do this, this guy do that. Power's nice. So the guys around Caligula as he's dying falls into a coma. There are oftentimes painted as these devious palace schemers for planning on appointing the next emperor to keep their seats. But okay, he's dying. What should I be doing? This is how I make my living. This is what I do, but this is a side. I don't want to get sidetracked with it. Caligula doesn't die. Caligula comes out of that coma, and this is the part of the story where we don't know what to believe because there are several historical accounts from Rome about what happened. Many people believe something mentally broke in Caligula while he was in a coma so that he didn't come all the way back. Whatever came out of that was not the guy who went into that, which sounds a little bit absurd until you look at things we know about modern medicine today. And it's not that absurd. I will tell you this for a fact I know several cardiovascular doctors, these heart doctors, who will tell you they have seen time and again, not always, that they have seen time and again major personality changes in people who have open heart surgery. Not even on your brain, open heart surgery. Go in, put them down, get in there, clear out all the gunk, whatever these fancy schmancy doctors do, put them back together again, everything's healed up, everything's good, except Some complaints from the wife. He's really changed. And not necessarily for the better. Something. This is just my complete amateurish amateurish guess. Something changes. Or can change. When the oxygen stops going for a time. Or things get rewired. I do believe something changed in Caligula from this coma, when you look at his conduct before and after, because the man who came out of that coma, well, he's the monster we know of today. He is the paranoid, scared, cruel, beyond belief monster we know of today, bordering on insane He had already almost bankrupted Rome. He comes out of the coma. He promptly has the men slaughtered who were plotting the next emperor. He now seems to, and I'm sure some of this came from childhood too, I don't know. He now seems to really enjoy human suffering in a way people don't, people shouldn't. Human suffering. They would, they would feed cattle to the animals that took place in the gladiator games. You know, the gladiator games when they would animals would fight humans and animals would fight other animals, lions and tigers and bears and so on and so forth. Well, you have to feed a lion when you're keeping it in captivity. captivity. Well, Caligula is really one of the first ones who decided. Well, why we have all these prisoners? Let's just feed them them, and that'd be sweet. Which, okay, look, I don't love that. I'm sure you don't love that, but it's not the end of the world, right? As a prisoner, you could do worse. Except that was just like the beginning of it. He had a three mile bridge built across the water of boats. Now, let me clarify. Boats, as we've talked about several times, were the way money was made in the ancient world. Trade went to and fro across the water. Do you have any idea how many boats it would take to line up? There was two rows of them for three miles across the water. Yeah, it took like all the boats in Rome, the military and trade ones, virtually bankrupting the kingdom so he could then have compacted dirt laid down on top of the rows of boats now what was he doing with this was he invading another nation no he was doing something a bit less important hang on Home title is out here trying to protect you from being evicted from your house. That is not hyperbole. People are being evicted from their homes all the time in the United States of America right now through no fault of their own. Can you believe that it's happening? Home title theft is so easy for these cyber criminals and the consequences are so, so ugly. They go online, they get your home title. They forge your signature on it. They did it to me. It looks totally real. They then go take a loan out against it, and you have to pay it back. You, not your home insurance. Nobody else is going to come save you. You have to pay that loan back. And if you don't, or if you throw them in the trash, you get evicted. Go to hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com. Put in your address. See if you're already a victim. Also use the code Jesse, get yourself 30 days of free protection. (music) Emperor Caligula wanted to pretend to conquer something. And so he dressed himself up, I'm not making this up, in Alexander the Great's armor and rode back and forth across the bridge. He not only rode across the bridge, he would stop and had various banquets set up for him along the way with senators in his army and they would eat on here and then he would have a good time throwing Roman senators off the bridge into the water, many of whom couldn't swim And he laughed and laughed and laughed as he watched them drown in the water. And if you thought that was the end of this man's cruelty to man, oh, you have another thing coming. And then there was all this business about a horse. Well, you see, Caligula thought he was a god and thought he could appoint whoever he wanted to be a senator. Hang on. Caligula either loved his horse or loved making life miserable for the senators or both. He essentially built his horse a palace. He fed his horse wine and flakes of gold in the oats. am I making this up. He created a luxury robe for the horse and made the horse a Roman senator. In fact, he sent it to the Senate. He befriended actors. Now, you and I have a hard time wrapping our mind around this, although I like the Roman system when it comes to this. Rome very much understood human nature. They understood the nature of actors, although I have a couple actors who are friends of mine. You see, here in America, we worship these people, and they always have these public opinions, and they're thought of as being these high society people, right? Um, In Rome... Actors were thought of as not even second-class, third-class citizens on the same level as pimps and prostitutes. I'm not exaggerating. It was considered to be a public scandal if somebody from the Roman nobility, anybody, senator, emperor, anybody, was seen talking to an actor. You weren't supposed to speak to those people. What are you, crazy? Those people were insane. I mean, yeah, they can act, that's entertaining. We'll go enjoy the play, but I'm not going to speak to them. (laughs) Caligula loved them. Caligula appointed himself God. Caligula began to fall out of favor with the people because he would take statues of the Roman gods like Jupiter And he would have the statues of the gods, the people worship the statues, I know they're idiots, but people worship the statues, he would have them cut off the heads of the statues and place his own face on the statue, his own head on statues of Jupiter and others, so people would only worship him. At one point, he's hanging out with an actor, which he's not supposed to do. He's already really hated by this point by the Senate. Walks by a statue of Jupiter, asks the actor, who is the greater God, himself or Jupiter? The actor, the friend of Caligula, actor, takes too long to answer the question, and Caligula has him whipped to death in front of him. The whole time, as you can imagine, the actor is begging for his life, Caligula... Caligula critiques the actor's performance and voice as he's dying. One final story I will tell you before we get to the end here. I'll be as delicate as humanly possible on this one. As I said, Caligula hated senators. The senators hated Caligula. Nevertheless, They were forced to do what he wanted. He is emperor, after all, and he would throw these big banquets and invite them over. He had at least one big banquet. He invited all these senators over while they're sitting around, food and drinks. Caligula tells one of the senator's wives to join him in the next room where they enjoy each other loudly right next door to the party to make sure everybody can hear. Think of the uncomfortable humiliation everybody in the room is feeling at this point in time, let alone the husband. Then goes right back to the party and discusses the activities with everybody at the party. Madman. Now we get to how did it all end for Caligula? Well, let's talk about another person very briefly before we wrap up here today. His name was Cassius Cheria. Cassius Cheria was a warrior's warrior. Came up through the legions, promotion after promotion after promotion. This is a human being. Bad dude. You remember Germanicus, Caligula's father? Cassius Cheria fought under Germanicus and he fought German tribes. And he got pelts on the wall. This was a killer. Roman legionaries were maybe the finest soldiers who ever lived. They were drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled. Boot camp alone was four months. My boot camp in the Marine Corps, which is the hardest boot camp of the armed services, was only a little over three. Four months. They made Roman troops in boot camp march 24 miles in one day. Now, I have gone on long humps before. I think probably 20 miles is my longest I've gone on. But I went on that hump, yes, carrying lots of gear, but with modern technology as far as the boots and socks go and the pack on my back, and we had several guys in our battalion who could not walk for two days at the end of that 20-mile hump. Picture doing that in leather Roman sandals. This Cassius Cherry guy was a beast. Finds himself one day... In a brawl with a German tribe, he takes an axe wound to the groin. In severe pain, with an axe wound to the groin, I know you're cringing, fellas. Believe me, I'm cringing too. In severe pain, with an axe wound to the groin, manages in one swipe to chop off the head of the dude he's fighting who gave him the wound before he collapses and his men surround him. Miraculously, he does heal up. To what extent he healed up, I don't know. What level of functionality he had after this, I don't know. But you know you were thinking it. I'm thinking it too. Nevertheless, he did have an issue after this. His voice was high and squeaky like a woman's. In a masculine, male-dominated society like Rome, that can be a difficulty. But you're Cassius Cheria, and you've got a lot of pelts on the wall, and you're big and strong and fast and moving up through the legions, so you're going to be paid a certain level of respect. In fact, you work your way up through the legion so high that you get to be a member of the Roman Praetorian Guard. Think of them like the Secret Service. Except they killed a lot of the emperors. But that's another story entirely. It was an honor. You were a stud if you got put in the Praetorian Guard. And Cassius Cheria did. However, he had the unfortunate honor of being a Praetorian Guardsman under Caligula. Caligula Oftentimes at these big banquets would have Cassius Cheria come out and just talk so Caligula could make fun of him in his voice. He would have Cassius Cheria kiss his hands in front of everybody. He would do everything humanly possible to humiliate this warrior of Rome. And one day, I'm sure it was organized with senators and others, Caligula decides to go do one of his favorite things in the world and attend the theater. Caligula loved the theater. Loved it so much, and of course because he's a psychopath, he would go to these plays and stuff and then stand up and force the actors to redo scenes they loved. One day he decided to leave the theater a little early. Oops your home title well it can destroy you if you don't protect it i don't have another better way to put it having your home title online without having home title lock.com It's like taking your life savings and just setting it out in the front yard. That's what it's like. These cyber criminals are looking for it. Your home title is not a piece of paper anymore. It is digital. If they find it, you are financially ruined. They will take it. They will get your signature on it. They will take a loan out against it, and you will have to pay that loan back. If you do not, you are finished. You are evicted. Credit score Destroyed and your home insurance, they ain't gonna cover it. Go to hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com. Don't forget to use the code Jesse while you're there. That gets you 30 free days of protection. Caligula decides to take a night off from the theater. He leaves a little early. He takes these underground tunnels back to his palace. Caligula oftentimes, because he believed he was a god, liked to travel alone. But Cassius Cheria always made sure there were Praetorian guardsmen close enough. Cassius Cheria had a couple of them following a little too close today. Finally, Caligula turns around, says, what is your problem? They have a brief conversation. Then Cassius Cheria pulls out his sword and slices it across Caligula's face, his ear to his cheek. Caligula drops to the ground, screaming in pain, at which point in time the other conspirators emerge, all of them with knives, and proceed to stab Caligula 27 times, only they do it in places that will keep him alive. Then Cassius Cheria, the man mocked, steps up over Caligula, bends down, removes the boys with one slice castrated, gone, then spits in his face and slices his throat and ends it. Caligula dies with exactly 30 wounds on him. There is a funny thing about power. Always has been, always will be. And you could tell this story a million different ways about a million different people. It is nice to have it. It's better to have it than to not have it. That's for daggone sure. And so often you can live your whole life having it without a second thought. And maybe the next guy who comes after you can live his whole life having it without a second thought. And the next guy after, the next guy after. But there is one absolute certainty about power on this earth. It's going to end eventually for somebody. And the people in power, they get so wrapped up with having it. They get so used to this existence where they have all of it and you don't have any that they can find themselves oftentimes abusing people. Abusing people they should not be abusing. And those people, when you find yourself in that situation, if power happens to end on your watch, it ends ugly. I am very concerned about what I see right now nationally in the United States of America. And I'm not only talking about, you know, Republican versus Democrat and all these other things. I am talking about people in power getting way, way too comfortable abusing people who are not necessarily powerless. You see, this political club we have, not just at a national level either. I'm talking about local politics, mayors, governors, you see them across the country and nationally. These people have gotten so, so comfortable settling themselves in, doing whatever they want, whenever they want, and never, never experiencing consequences for it. And I think the people of the United States of America are starting to get mad. I don't mean just mad, yell at the sky mad. I think people are starting to get very mad. And to make matters worse, the people in power, they push these radical street leftist groups. They encourage them. They excuse them. And these radical street leftist groups are only abusing normal people more and more and more. You see them stopping cars on the highway with their stupid black lives matter or Antifa stuff. Now they're starting to bring weapons. We just had that dude killed in Austin. Thought he was going to stop a guy and point an AK 47 at him. They're ramping it up. They're ramping up their abuse instead of turning it down. And Politically, at a national level? Where are my indictments? I realize the talk of the day is Joe Biden's vice president pick, and he's going to be, Oh, I can't believe it's this person. I can't believe it's not that person. I realize that. Where are the indictments for the Federal Bureau of Investigation Using opposition research paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign to obtain a warrant, a FISA warrant, to spy on an American citizen running against Hillary Clinton. That is the biggest political scandal by a mile in the history of the United States of America. And you know what I have? I have... Senators like Lindsey Graham giving angry interviews on Hannity. I have these great speeches. I have congressional hearings where they stand up and they say, did you lie under oath? I bet you did. And then I get these emails the next day about, send money to so-and-so. Look at how he stood up for the rule of law. Look at how he's taking it to the Democrats by by giving a speech on TV? Who's going to jail? And if nobody's going to jail, what do you think the people are going to take from that? Let me... Let me break it to you in case you can't figure it out on your own, Senator, Congressman. The people are going to take to that, take from that that no matter what, there will never, ever, ever be consequences for people in power. And eventually, the people might take from that, if I want there to be consequences, I'm going to have to do it. And I don't want to live in a country like that. I want you, Senator, Congressman, with your fancy strong speeches on TV, I want you to hold somebody to account. I want you to realize one day power ends. One day your power is going to end too. I want you to have enough respect for the United States of America to stop it from ripping itself apart. The people in this nation, myself included, are starting to get a real feeling there is no more law anymore. There is no more rule of law anymore. That's what they're feeling. And and we have an absolute idiot running for president on the Democrat side. So what if, what if, and it could happen, what if we don't get any charges? Donald Trump loses, and Joe Biden gets into power and promptly has to bow to the leftist mob and start slamming down some of these insane leftist policies down your throat. What does what does the United States of America look like if Joe Biden gets into power? and starts packing the Supreme Court? Hang on. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people For four thousand dollars, she has to come up with a four thousand dollar check. This is not right, it's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888 845 3773. That's 888 84 Jesse, or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer, they will help you out.